We had more downloads in three days than we had in the first three months. Oh, my goodness. Right. And I haven't received an angry backlash that I suspected I would, which, just as a spoiler, has emboldened me in a way that's <laughs> not good for anyone. <laughs> It's important to speak my truth. Oh god! <laughs> no, oh, I'm... it's only important for some people to speak their truth. Nobody wants you to hear the communist bastard. <laughs> no one wants to hear the truth of yet another white man with a beard. How? What's that got to do? You're um, racist. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, "Yeah, you're a white person with a beard," and then you you hold yourself up very quickly. Oh, you've got an entirely heterosexual husband. I would never even infer that. Okay. <laughs> Why, maybe we need to think about if chips is the best snack for a radio show. I know, but, I mean, Phil said we couldn't have yogurt in here after the last disaster. By the way, Phil from HR is very busy. (laughs) And also you seem to be under the misapprehension that he also engineers and edits the show. (laughs) Well, I gather that Phil sort of steps in from time to time to sort of, you know, say, Joe, you have to have a talk to Kate. Absolutely, and my truth will be spoken, oh, and I won't be kowtowed, poo-pooed, hoisted, carpeted, uh, hoisted on my own petard, or anyone else's petard for that matter. If I wanted to listen to a grumpy man, a grumpy white man with short hair telling me how he felt about things, I'd be watching The Ellen Show. I shall not be silenced. When have you ever silenced yourself? <laughs> because it's, well, first of all, it's not like me to, you know, really pile on and get on a roll. So I had some self-reflection. By the way, welcome to the uh, Royal Gossip Podcast. Katie, you're here. I'm here. You're here. (laughs) I had some reflection upon whether I was piling on a certain person last week. Megan, you mean? Yes. And you'll be happy to know that I have been emboldened out of all control and now have brand new (laughs) accusations. So let's get started. First of all, Prince Philip is out of the hospital. Yay! And looking great. Oh, yeah, look, I don't think anybody thinks that... I mean, we just can't dance around that, can we? He looked... I mean, the pro- what's happened is he's now emaciated on top of many beauty issues. Have you tried the NHS food? <laughs> well, I was thinking, could they... I mean, I guess he's been sick and not wanted to eat, but mm. surely they would have attempted to feed him. And he would have absolutely been tolerant of their efforts, I am very sure. <laughs> well, he is a real sweetheart that way. Yes. But Hopefully, now that he's home, he'll get some home cooking. Well, I hope Penny knows how to break out the uh, the home whisk and everything. Allegedly. <laughs> They're very happily married. Just not to each other. Also, oh boy. Bianak Taina Fella Padre To you, darling. <laughs> oh, he's speaking in tongues again, people. <laughs> I told you not you couldn't pray away the gay. The. <laughs> You can pray for more of it. <laughs> There's more than more you can, you can be, be possibly more gay than you are. You, you're pleased with your current appearance. Um, the whole family wished everybody a happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes. 
And didn't they look like a loving couple standing there, her gently flinching away from him? What? Who? Prince uh, Cambridge, Duchess of Cambridge. Well, that message was really cute when she then he said that and then she said it in English and he said, how come you got the easy part? That was fun. Oh, it was so contrived. Of course, yes. Oh, my God. She looked at him like he was something she scraped off his shoe. Oh, this is projection. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Projection. <laughs> Let's not even go there unless you want to be projected at and have your projections all dissembled for everyone to see. You could tell she was lying by the way that she flicked her hair. Oh, we'll fucking get to it, lady. <laughs> So keep your wig on. I'm not wearing a wig today. It's a hairpiece. Yes. <laughs> See, it clips what? in. What? Is that just yeah. attached to your... What? Yeah, yeah, Right. That's a clip in. No, never mind. <laughs> no, you can't wear it later on, but it does have a hole in the middle of it. So you well, wear I could. You wear it like a merkin. Well, I'd have to wear it like a merkin because <laughs> I've got nothing to clip it to. It's a hairy donut. It is. Look, it's a hairy donut. Kindly stop brandishing <laughs> your hairy donut at me. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Now I'll go put it back in. And also, I don't know why they have a different Mother's Day. They do, though. And they have a, I think they have a different Father's Day as well. Their Father's Day is in July. Oh, right. It's Mothering Sunday. It's the traditional name of it in Oh, in Mothering England. Sunday, yes. But every time someone English on Twitter goes, Happy Mother's Day... I go, holy fuckballs. I forgot my mummy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Queen, of course, wished everyone a happy St. Patrick's Day and a happy Mother's Day with a cute photo of her and the Queen Mother. Yes, and there was a very cute photograph of the Duchess of Cambridge with um, Carol Middleton. Oh, yes. Everybody had cute photos. Yes. The Duchess of Cornwall and her poor old mum. Did she? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I missed that one. Though I was taking a bit of a break from social media as some of the people... Pointed out to me privately. It was a big week. I'm sorry. People were dropping left, right and centre. I had to have a few days off. I need you to engage people and create <laughs> synergy. Well, the last time I tried that, Phil from HR had a word to me and then I was, you know, banned from social media for a day or two. That was because I was rude too. By the way, Phil's had to take a rest at a local facility. <laughs> the pressure got to him as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil. The Queen took part in video calls with scientists, educators and school children to mark British Science Week. It was British Science Week? Absolutely. <laughs> and if there's well, one science I really like, it's the British kind. <laughs> what does that even mean? But the event celebrated the role played in society by science, technology, engineering and maths. And it aims to inspire a new generation of British scientists. Isn't um, Princess Anne head of the... No, no, no. It's um, the Duchess of Cornwall, Cornwall who's the head of the... British Engineers Society, isn't she? I No, I think it is. I think... No, what? Prince Philip's the Pope Emeritus of, of the Engineers Society or something. Yeah, but isn't but Queen one? Anne's... Uh, Princess Anne is in the wings waiting to take oh, over. Oh, okay. Party. All right. Yeah, well, she'd be having to backfill his role. She'd be the very person. And, of course, their Royal Highnesses, Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall, were, always, uh, in, were also in an Irish mood. What, he got drunk and beat her and she fell down? Oh, my God, right. Hello to all our Irish (laughs) listeners. Sorry, Great Granny. (laughs) I was going to just make a a bad joke about potatoes, but you went right to the drunken brawling. Maybe we should redo that. No, too late. It's in there now. Oh, God, another letter from Phil. Their national dance is punching your wife. We all know that. (laughs) Now, the Prince of Wales... uh, 
recited? Yes, I'm afraid. It was a poem. Oh, God, they're really in the poetry at the moment, aren't they? Called The Shipping Forecast by Seamus Haney. Oh, yes. Haney's... You're a big fan of that? No, no, no. Well, sorry. Yes, but I'm also um, a big fan of Seamus Heaney because he is was the Poet Laureate a few years back. Yeah. I wasn't aware that was the case. <laughs> Let me read the poem to you. <laughs> Erger, Rockel, Malin, Irish Sea. Green swift of surges, North Atlantic flux. Conjured by that strong gale warning voice. Collapse in a sib- sibilant penumbra. Oh, I'm not reading this. <laughs> and you were doing such an amazing again, job. Again, who the fuck writes this stuff? <laughs> oh, I just said his name, but still, that's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Shavers. Midnight and close down, sirens of the tundra. A veal road, seal road, kill road. Whale Road. Fucking any road you like. I'm not reading any more of this. Okay, moving on. The Prince and the Duchess was also... (laughs) Isn't that a Marilyn Monroe film? (laughs) The Prince and the Duchess. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. Oh, lordy. Well, they were still doing their continued support for the vaccine rollout. Hanging around at the Finsbury Park Mosque, encouraging people who were already there and already getting it. But I guess it's a way to make it a news story, so... For them, they were we, all like, we like people of different races because we stand around while they get jabbed with the vaccination. Well, I think they always want to hit your mosques and your synagogues and stuff because the one thing about the monarchy is it's very Christian. Mm. So Prince Charles has been particularly interested in trying to reach out and say, "Oh no, no, no! We I'm embrace a monarch faiths. for all faiths." <laughs> it's like you're the head of the the English Church. Too. Not, it's not just all about Jesus. And then I picture the Archbishop of Canterbury going, "Fucking what!" <laughs> Sitting at home watching, I'll have you know it is. On to Her Royal Highness, the Princess Royal, because, of course, Princess Anne was kicking goals all over the place. She spoke to the Cambridge Citizens Advice, who helped people adapt to new restrictions over the last year. (laughs) Do they just sit there and go, yeah, mate, you're fucked? (laughs) Wait, who have helped people to adapt to new restrictions over the last year? (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) Meanwhile, they're just like a generic Citizens Advice. Place. Oh, Deidre, no, those colours don't work for you. Oh, no. No. Oh, but it's no. interesting, there's a people you can contact if you just don't know what to do. And I thought if only there was some sort of network of computers where one could find <laughs> out the answers to things without having to bother a life person. But I'm old. I don't want to have to punch oh, okay, buttons right. unless it's the local pokies. So I'm always stunned by people who... Um, Go out of their way to ask people the easily Googleable questions. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. The ones that really get me, uh, you put something up on Facebook and they say, what does that mean? They're posting it from their computer. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like the people, but let me just let you in on a little secret about your IT department. Mm. Those people know fuck nothing. And when you ring them up with a problem, if it's not one of the three things that everyone knows how to fix, they Google it and find out the answer. <laughs> Shut up. That's how I made a career out of it for 20 years. Yes. And the other one is we first say, have you tried shutting it down and rebooting it? Because that gives us enough time to pull out the manuals and start looking it up as well. Seriously, I went from answering phones about how to unblock your toilet to how to reboot your network. Literally overnight. That's just outed me to all the people I used to work with. Yeah, and then becoming the vice president of a major company selling, I think you have absolutely no concept how it works. 
Not that you need to. The princess also met two companies who were winners of the Queen's Awards. Global Graphics, who uh, provide software for digital printing. And also SciBite, the Science Byte organization that works with scientists to harness the power of data. And you know how, if you have unharnessed power in your data... <laughs> Well, I can't get past the part, problem, the part of it about scientists, uh, scientists going around and biting people. I think would have thought that's more of a problem they've got to face on, but okay. And the Princess Royal also had, enough, look, she had so many virtual engagements, but my favourite was Red Hen Cambridge, who in the Cambridge area support needed uh, families in need and NHS workers with 2,000 boxes of fresh fruit and vegetables. So what, they... Get that each, 2,000 each. <laughs> yeah, 2,000 boxes per person. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I've got my daily fibre for the next 300 years, Deidre. <laughs> I feel like that air conditioner has been particularly loud. Well, you know, it's probably fed up with having to sit around near us and... Oh, that does sound better. Tell you what, we've got to get Phil to get our maintenance crew back in. <laughs> I want credit for doing everything. You want credit for managing me as a HR person? I don't think that's a no, good I idea. No, I said I want the credit, not the blame where it <laughs> needs to be assigned. No one likes HR people. They're, my God, you're really burning bridges today, aren't you? <laughs> Any other groups you'd like to speak out against? Pushy boshes with beards would be one. Also, I like if I'm the boss, mm. you're extremely insubordinate. Oh, I am. <laughs> I need to be disciplined. <laughs> also, next week we'll be having a visit from sexual harassment panda. <laughs> uh, I think Phil, I just hear Phil filling out his, his resignation. The Earl of Wessex. When, uh, well, he had a birthday last week, didn't he? It <laughs> was his birthday last week. But we should have given no mood to celebrate that. Oh, no, that's true. Happy birthday to the Earl of Wessex. He was speaking to his various armed forces reservist regiments, of which whom he is the Colonel-in-Chief, based yes, both I've in seen the UK little, and Canada. His burgundy outfit with his flashy braids. Yes, he has various regiments, but the, the one with my favourite name is the Saskatchewan Dragoons. Why do a that lot of these... That sounds very straight. Well, I was going to say a lot of these old regiments sound like a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Please welcome to the sage, Saskatchewan Dragoons. <laughs> My God. Now I can just picture it too. <laughs> and the Somerset NHS Foundation Trust were on to host a visit from Her Royal Highness the Countess of Wessex today. Well, yesterday now where she was sharing some of her recent experiences from responding to the COVID pandemic with the people of Somerset, so good for her. She's a good-looking lady, wouldn't you say? Oh, elegant. Very elegant, because I saw someone on Facebook, oh, sorry, on Twitter, saying that she was an ugly old broad, and I'm thinking... What? She really, yeah, I, are we talking about the same woman? I mean, no way. She's very elegant. She's always been very well turned out. And, it, and her public speaking is incredible, and I don't mm. say that as a um, condescending thing, but she was terrible at it to begin with. Well, that might mean that there's hope for the Duchess of Cambridge then. She is nowhere near as bad. What Sophie did, and it was absolutely, she said um just a crazy amount of times. And once you noticed it, yes. it was then hard to hear what she was it's even like, saying. It's um, like, you know. But that's just confidence. Not everyone has the gift of just speaking extemporaneously and sharing the beacon of their wisdom with the peoples. 
condescending bitch. On, of course, to their royal sweethearts, the king and queen of our hearts, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Il n'est pas une parapluie. Who were wishing a happy St. Patrick's Day to the Irish Guards, who the Duchess this year didn't attend her normal let me pin some shamrocks on you event, obviously due to COVID. She wasn't going to lick them though, was she? No, I know. Well, I mean, they could have socially distanced, and I don't know why everybody can't wear a mask, but but that was off this year, which was a shame. Yes, uh, by the way, are you going to be putting that gimp mask back on later on today? (laughs) Well, you know, you talk a good game about wearing masks for safety, and we never put them on while we're here. Well, I never go anywhere or interact with anyone, so you're the only disease vector that enters this home. (laughs) Well, duh. (laughs) Actually, that's not true, but moving on. Actually, some fairly serious risks being taken. And the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were overjoyed with the new addition to their family. What new addition? Congratulations to Pippa and her husband, James. Grace... Did we know she was pregnant? Uh, yes. Oh, We didn't care, but sure. Oh. I mean, it's Pippa. Why? She's, she's Pippa. She's everybody's best friend, isn't she? True. We love Pippa. She's one of those sporting girls you would have known at high school and weren't quite sure if she was going to marry a man or a woman because she just was... Loved by everybody? I mean that in the best possible way. Like... Not everybody who plays netballs <laughs> a raging vegetarian. Oh, honey. Oh, oh right. honey. What am I saying? Why am I, why am I speaking with authority on things I... Don't know. Because it's, it's what I do. Baby. Anyway, sorry, hijack the conversation. Pippa. Grace Elizabeth Jane. <gasps> Very nice. That's a perfect name, Grace Elizabeth Jane. Who will be a lovely... Little sister to their two-year-old son, who, of course, darling, is named... Voldemort? Arthur. Close. Arthur. Arthur. Oh, they're very uh, regal names. So Grace Elizabeth, what was the last witch? Uh, Grace Elizabeth Jane. Can't go wrong with that. No. Grace is one you don't see a lot these days. No, no, that was the name. If I'd ever had a girl, I was going to call her Grace. Let's just start calling the child you have Grace. I mean, why (laughs) why should he stand in our way of enjoying ourselves? (laughs) Imagine that. I'd be like, what's happening? And the Duchess celebrated International Women's Day by chatting with Jasmine Harrison, who became the youngest woman to row the Atlantic Ocean. The things you do to get away from your ex. How? (laughs) First of all, I had no idea anyone young or old or anyone could conceivably do that. So what were the, which points did she travel from and to? I'm so glad you asked that level of detail. (laughs) I believe she went from one side to the other side. And what was her name? Jasmine Harrison. All right, let's have a look. Well, she rode 3,000 miles in 70 days. And she would walk 3,000 miles? More? Just to be get out. (laughs) Jasmine Harrison, you say? Oh, yes, she is quite young, isn't she? Um, So she went from Thursk in New Yorkshire and arrived in Antigua. Where is Antigua? It's I'm in the Caribbean. It's down, ah, down okay. past yes. Florida and the islands there. That... Excellent. Oh, well, she's very sunburnt. As you would be, mm. right? Oh, well, good honour. And the Duchess visited one of the newly reopened schools in England, talking about her Mentally Healthy Schools campaign, which is the UK's first mental health information and resource hub for secondary schools and colleges. Excellent. And good for her. Good for her. She was scheduled to be there alone, but of course the Duke, being the ever-protectful hubby, decided to go with her just to shield her from 
cruel questions like, are you a racist and do you make people cry? Would, why are you looking at me? I was nowhere near him. I didn't coax that uh, news reporter to do that. I've been informed I'm not allowed to do that. So anyway, that concludes our roundup of the senior active working members of the royal family. Dear listeners, if you could see his face with his twirled moustache and his evil glint in his eyes, you would know that uh, something big is coming down the pipe. So, bake it away, toys. All right, back to the Oprah thing. Okay. Because what else is there to talk about? <laughs> How many people have been fired as a result of this or quit or... Last week I inferred that the Duchess was a liar and a phony. Mm-hmm. I just would like to clarify... Oh, dear. ...that she is. Okay, because women always lie about these things. After the week that we've had in I Canberra... I think that's a, that's a nasty attack. Now we're not joking. <laughs> that's a nasty attack to make on me. You think that I think that of all women? No, I'm just saying well, that Because it's a cheap argument then, isn't it? You fucking mole! <laughs> No, listen, calm down. No, no, but that's the thing. I mean, we, we are in a moment of time in Australia, and it won't be apparent to people overseas who are listening, where we've had a number of um, very serious rape allegations that have been made against um, some of the highest officers in Australia, very, very serious claims um, leading to one of the victims committing suicide. Horrible. And... There are still people out there saying she lied, she made it all up, and it has been a very tough week for a lot of us to sort of hear on Twitter people who are unaware of what's going on in Australia saying Megan's a liar, she's, you know, women make these things up, it couldn't have possibly happened, and then we've got women killing themselves in Australia because people are saying that they're not telling the truth and no one's listening to them. So... Uh, when you got the Prime Minister of the country denying that he ever heard the story, when in fact he had heard the story. Here's what I'm going to... And I'm frightened. Mm. Because we're going to have to... First of all, and I'm being very serious now, mm. nobody kill themselves. At all. Unless, you know, maybe you're really annoying. Could you not? Well, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, I'm kidding, people. Obviously, we need the listeners. So mm. even if you are really annoying... No, okay. I'm going to be serious. Everybody, <laughs> Kate looks like she's been shot now. Sorry, my boobs are trying Listen, to escape okay, their bra I'm going to, and I'm going to try me. and thread the needle here and explain my position without coming off Piers Morgany, if I can. God, please. People being manipulative sociopaths and, and compulsive liars, they are very much statistical outliers. It's probably... One in a million people who is crazy enough to lie to that degree. Mm-hmm. Megan is one of those people, as I've demonstrated and will continue to demonstrate. And so the problem is... How... Just, just, just back it up a sec. For sure. If you have people in the media who are very well regarded... Um, how do we say it? Um, analysts of... Uh, media consumption and production and people like uh, Professor Kate Williams and a number of other people who have actual qualifications in talking about things like uh, bullying and racism and 
psychology. There are people out there talking about this sort of stuff. There are qualified people on Twitter who are saying that the son and the male had approached them and offered them money to say that Megan was a sociopath and a liar and all of those things. And they said, you can't do a diagnosis from observing someone in the media. It's actually one of the best ways to do it. Okay. Tell us why. Because... If you observe someone as a third party, for example, there was a lady who was a psychologist Mm. who came out and said that President Trump was uh, a raging narcissist and Mm. was very, had lost a lot of his cognitive function, etc. And they said, how could you possibly diagnose someone without interviewing them? And she said, people don't tell the truth in interviews. And interviewing someone firsthand is actually a very overrated way to analyze them. When you actually see them as a dispassionate observer on video, Mm. you actually get a better impression of them than you do in the room with them. Mm. So to dismiss it as, if you haven't actually examined her, you can't make a determination, really Mm. isn't true. And I'll get to why she's a sociopath, but this is the whole problem here. What she's done is successfully conflate herself with all women. So that if I say Megan's lying... That means I'm saying that all women lie. If I say Megan wasn't suicidal, I'm saying all people who should seek help with suicidal thoughts won't be believed and I'm hurting them. That's how despicable a thing she's done. That's how disgusted you should be with her. But I'm not because my point of from where I'm sitting There is a great stigma around talking still, talking about mental health issues, saying that you are unwell enough to want to kill yourself is still a massive social issue. Even if she's up there and talking about it, you come out and say that amongst your friends and I guarantee you there will be people who never call you again, still now. The dominant paradigm of this world is that women are not to be trusted and that men are the good, solid, reliable people. And people go, oh, well, why didn't she talk about this? Why didn't she talk about that? She's such a liar because that's the, and I don't mean that specifically to Megan, I mean about women in general. They say, why did she take four years to come and talk about this? Why did she come, you know, wait this long? I think people will form an opinion of someone and then they'll backwards, you know, backwards engineer everything to fit to a viewpoint. But I absolutely can believe, I don't know Megan. I don't know her at all. All I see is what, I see on TV, um, and that in all the years before she joined the royal family, the only one who ever smoke, spoke crack about her was her sister, or her half-sister. Everyone who's ever worked with her has come out and said nice things. There's been no one from her past, apart from the friend who sold everything, the friend who was also having an affair with her, uh, with Megan's husband, sold all the story for about a quarter of a million U.S., So I think there might be some issues there. And even she didn't say Megan was a sociopath. I mean, there are people who talk about things that, you know, people coming to the wedding, Megan had sat down and made them a mixtape that they could listen to while they were getting ready. Um, The day before the wedding, she was calling people to see how they were. Like she's someone who cares very deeply about her friends and, you know, the people that she cares about. I just can't marry that up with the people that I know who are actual sociopaths who don't give a shit about you and they're very easy to see through. She isn't easy to see through. I'll give you that. She's very good at it. But by invoking this, she conflates herself with all women. Or she and is all, all people women. with suicidal thoughts. Mm. 
I've been counseled not to bring my own mental health problems that we're aware of into this conversation. Really? So I'm not going to go, oh, I understand this or I understand that, uh, because even if I did, that wouldn't give any credence to my points. Once she invokes suicide, she makes herself impossible to criticise because of all the things that you've just laid out. You have to believe someone when they say that. As I said, she is an extreme statistical outlier. For, for one thing, most sociopaths are male, so it's extremely rare that it's ever a woman. It is one in a million people who would lie about something like that. Mm. If, some, if you are having trouble valuing yourself or you think you are going to hurt yourself, and I'm talking to you, whoever you are, and I'm talking to myself, and I'm talking to you, mm. if you approach someone for help and they don't believe you, your life is worth more than one chance. You've approached the wrong person. Mm. Go to somebody else. Yes, but if you have gone to the head of HR, and I think her name is Samantha Carruthers, I'm fairly certain that's her last name, and she tells you, no, I can't help you, and the royal family say, we can't let you go anywhere because it is a bad look, who do you go to after that? Well, I think that was also a power move to put the pressure on everybody Mm. because she approaches the... HR department at the household staff Mm. and says she wants help. And the person says to her quite reasonably, you don't work here. That's absolutely, that was to make everyone aware of what she was doing. Mm. Because she knew she might as well have gone out in the middle of Kensington Square and yelled it out. That was to have everyone in the building put under the pressure that she was putting Harry under. You don't think that she went there because she was out of options? No, I don't believe that she was ever suicidal. I really don't. What, why can you, how do you back it up? She said that she had suicidal thoughts, and I'm going to say something else that's a hard needle to thread, and I've been told not to say most of this. There's a very different, big difference between the kind of person who has suicidal thoughts or hurts themselves, Mm. and the kind of person who threatens suicide to get what they want. Mm. And I believe that Megan is the latter. And I'll tell you why, a couple of reasons. Number one, Suicidal thoughts become more prevalent when you're pregnant. That can actually become something that happens to you for the first time in your life when you're pregnant. Mm. Because your brain's really incredible. You know, there's a number of medications out there that are for inner ear infections, and I say may cause suicidal thoughts. There's a chemical in your brain that's issued every day that stops you from killing yourself. Mm. And you can take a pill that will suppress that chemical and turn you suicidal in the case of, in the course of two days. It's a very serious medical problem. And if you're beset by those thoughts, it's something that can affect you. Sorry, I'm upset now. It's something that can affect you your entire life. Mm. And it's not situational. It's not based on what's happened to you or whether you're having a good day, bad day. On the best day of your life, you feel like you don't deserve it. And that can actually make it even worse. That can happen when you are pregnant. That is a phenomenon. But the one thing that happens when you're pregnant is that you then, apart from one in literally a billion, you do not go through with it. Mm. Because one of the things that people say is, I actually had suicidal thoughts when I was pregnant. And one of the th- many things that, that Megan would have said if she wasn't a psycho would have been, but of course I would not have done that and harmed my baby. She mm. never said that. Mm. Of course I couldn't do that to my husband. 
She never said that. And the other thing that's missing from her story is having got out that she sought help. Because if this was genuine, it's a long road back from that. And why I believe that is missing is because her so-called suicidal feelings cleared up as soon as she got her own way. Because by her own estimation, she's now happy as a clam when none of the things that she says caused it have abated in any way. She wanted to leave. This is genuinely what I believe. And she ratcheted up the pressure on Harry. She put into his mind that he needed to leave. She put it in his mind that that was a possible solution. Now, he's coming home from work every day to her crying and threatening to kill herself. So you can't, no one can conceivably say she didn't put pressure on him. And a lot of the ways that I actually let Megan slide for a while was people said things like, you don't know that she talked him into leaving. And now we've had it from his mouth. I mean, his exact words were that it never occurred to him and it never would have happened without Megan. No, he said that he, said both um, those he didn't realise that he was trapped until she explained it to him, which I did think was a problematic statement. But there have been a number of videos shared, and they're very easy to find up on Twitter and on YouTube, of Harry saying uh, that before he met her, long before he met her, um, so he's a young man talking about how much he really hates being in London, he hates the press, and he's happiest when he's not in um, in the UK because they're asking him about why he was over in Africa doing stuff. So Harry is actually on record, filmed record. It's easy to find. There's at least two interviews that I've watched of him before she ever even appeared saying he wanted out. So I don't think that it's news or surprise to anybody that Harry wanted to leave. Um, But it's difficult for me because I do know of somebody and, you know, I don't want to talk about too much about their details, but you know who I'm talking about. That when she was pregnant, my friend who was pregnant, we saw her unravel. Like we saw her unravel and to the point of him saying, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Like she was, you know, I don't want to go into the details. It's just it's it's too horrible and she deserves a bit of privacy. But him saying at one point to me, he goes, oh, my God, if she wasn't pregnant, I wouldn't be here. And her eventually having to go on medication because of the things that she was saying that she was going to do to herself. And also this person has also never expressed any regrets uh, to her partner or to her children about the way that she behaved. But that is unfortunately the nature of depression in some people. And this is going to cause problems, and I apologise, but it does manifest as a form of narcissism because you are in so much pain that you literally cannot think of anybody else outside yourself. Because Oh, you I'll are... say it. Killing yourself is incredibly selfish. Well, I wasn't going to say it that. It is. But it's not. Sometimes you think that it is a way of removing the problem of you from the people that you love because you think you are so much of a burden that they could literally only be better if you left. And there are people who are in so much pain they are unable to think about the consequences of their actions. I think there's a couple of different things here. Mm. I think there is there's everyone's better off without me. Mm. And there is I'm going to punish everybody and I'm going to show them. Mm. Those are both things. I don't I don't think that there's a single path to But there is also a um not even thinking about punishing other people, just literally 
in a moment of being in so much mental anguish that you can't move. I think that Megan is smart and that she manipulates people and manipulates situations. And she, when they said to her, you won't be able to have your own Twitter, you won't be able to do this, you won't be able to do that, she went, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she always thought in the back of her mind that once she was in there, she'd ride roughshod over everybody and do it her way. And when that didn't come to bear, then came this idea that she would leave, go, basically go back to her life and take mm. Harry with her. Mm. And then became the daily him coming home to her in tears and threatening to kill herself. Well, I don't think anybody now, has said that it was daily. And he, he did. He, he said every day. He said every day I would come home to her in tears and threatening to kill herself. That's performative. And I'll I tell you why. Because didn't, I didn't hear him say that. I said, you know, I yeah, heard yeah, it's him a direct when... quote. I haven't cheated on mm. any of the quotes. If you are severely depressed, mm. and again, I won't invoke my own experiences. Even if you're crying every day, it's not all day every day. Mm. And if you have to pull yourself together and smile and nod through dinner every night, mm. you time your day around doing that. Mm. If she's Having the meltdown every day when he gets home, it's because she scheduled to do it then. That was for maximum effect on him to get him to say what she wanted, to put enough pressure on him for them to leave. I don't think we can say that because I think the other argument can no, be no, this made is my that, theory for sure. that you have enough energy to make it through to 6pm and you look at the clock and you sit there and you think, I'm going to hold it together until he walks through that door at 6pm and then I can hand the baby over and I know that I've kept myself alive and I've kept the baby alive until 6pm. I mean, this is her pregnant at this point. Well, same thing, just trying to keep yourself together. I think you hold, you get the crying out when no one's there. You don't save the crying up for an audience. Oh, no, no, no. No. Um, unless it's no. for the audience. No, no, no. Um, In my You experience. are holding it together... Because you think if I start crying on my own, there's no one to stop what is going to happen after that. You hold yourself together. So I don't know. I feel uncomfortable talking about this because I know, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist I'm and I'm frightened about what we say to people. I just think we can't know what she went through. We don't know. She's got a totally different cultural background to us. And I think that it's dangerous territory to put in to assume that she's doing something for a particular reason through pregnancy, it is very hard on the body and, you know, you do have – I had terrible nightmares, like absolutely gut-wrenching, horrible, horrendous nightmares. And I can tell you that I woke up probably for four months just crying and unable to stop myself. Oh, look, it doesn't take much to get to that point. No. And I believe that there was a lot of hormones in play and that she felt under a lot of pressure – and the reason I know that is she's not that good of an actress. Mm. Let me explain to you why. I watch a regular YouTube channel, some guys called The Behaviour Panel, and they are absolutely brilliant. It's two body language experts. There's no such thing as a body language expert. That's what the title that they, the well, British okay, tabloids well, give Well, he works for all the leaders of the G7, has written several peer-reviewed books about it. No, two academics, and And I'm telling you, and two guys who are... Um, army interrogators and they look at people and they show the clip then they tell you the signs and the signs did you watch the video no god no because it was pretty they, damning and i've watched them look at people who are liars and aren't liars and they're bloody good at it and there's certain I, tells I will that tell you, you get to know i'll tell you why i didn't watch it because i did part of a psychology degree through the university and they just said no matter what you're ever told 
the best guess that any CIA person or anybody who claims to be an expert at recognizing lying is about 51%. That's the best guess that I they I think can do. that they're better than that. And they do a lot of throat clearing about how they have to examine someone's baseline and watch their habits and then have a look at them. And I thought if they said she's telling the truth, I'm going to have a lot of backpedaling to do. Mm. But, of course, they didn't. They pointed out how she was deceptive and a narcissist throughout it. And one of the big things was a lot of the wording that we already pointed out. But when she gets to the... Um, the suicide talk. Um, and it's really hard because I have to waver my voice and do the kind of crying where your face doesn't move and no tears come out because mm. that's what she did. Mm. That was a that was television acting. She did the wavery voice, which was quite good. She then pretends to cry. She puts a knuckle up under her eye and wipes away the tears. Now, I watched it in 4K and I was two inches from the screen. She's wiping away no tears. There was no crying. The face didn't move and tears didn't come out, which isn't how that works. That was, that was television acting. And if you watch it with the sound off, it's very obvious, which is funny. You know, sometimes you watch people act in movies and if you don't listen, it's so much more obvious. And the guys pinged all of that, that there was, that she wasn't crying. That was, that was all a performance. And she worked up to that. That was because she knew that was that was the bomb she wanted to drop. Mm. And another thing the guys pointed out is when people are lying, they talk away. Nobody talks. She was saying things like, "So much of it is said with an understanding of the truth." Nobody talks like that. No she's one talks always, like that when they're being genuine. She always talks like that. Yeah, though. because she's always being a phony bitch. Well, I don't I disagree. I think she's I think she's very new agey and I think they do talk a lot of weasel words, but that wouldn't distinguish her from anybody else who works in that industry. The health and wellness industry does have a lot of weasel words that they use. So we get to Prince Harry coming up on the scene. Let me explain something to you. Okay. Imagine someone is this kind of sociopath and they're a controlling partner. Mm. As I said, to be a woman who does this makes you an extreme statistical outlier. It's ex- it's insanely rare that that happens. So let me tell you a story. It's about a girl named Shari and a boy named Keegan. Right? Keegan comes on the scene and Shari's loved by her family, but they know she's not very bright. She's not a real thinker. Then someone with a really strong personality comes on the scene says that they're going to join the family business and then within a course of basically weeks starts this campaign to get him out and separated from his friends and family. Her, I mean. And I'm for real. Imagine I'm telling you this about a girlfriend. And so then this boyfriend, he starts in all those manipulative things that a controlling boyfriend who's a weirdo says. You only think you're happy in your life but you're not. You only you think that your family have your best interests at heart. They don't. Only I do. We need to get away from them because it's not a good environment. You should come back with me to the other side of the world, to my hometown, where you have no friends and family. Imagine the family's not all stupid, and they see through her and realise that she's... Because she's trying to micromanage everyone's perceptions. You get a, a, an idea when someone's... Um, you mean he? Manip- in when your example? When that person is manipulative mm. like that. Like, for example, they send letters to all of the family members. Mm. 
that's a big thing that these manipulative partners do. They go, oh, I talked to your mum today. They one-on-one manage everyone in the situation because they're micromanaging everyone's perceptions. They think that they're smart enough to do a number on everyone. And that's why often they want to do a public interview or a public press conference. For example, our Attorney General. I don't think it's being very uncryptic to say that he was one of the high-profile people who, in my opinion, no, who who has had some allegations made against him. Yes. Why he didn't put out a press statement is because he thinks he's smart enough to talk people into things. Mm. He thinks he's a master manipulator. That's why he wanted to have a live press conference where, if this rings a bell, he did a wavery voice, no tears, no face, moving cry. Mm. He did exactly... When I was watching Megan, I went, oh, this is exactly what he did. Mm. This is exactly the same performance. And it was a performance. Now, imagine... She's got, he's got into this girl's head and said to her all of this stuff, alienated her from the family. Just think about the manipulation of telling someone, you think you've been happy in your life all this time, Mm. but I'm going to make you realize you've been trapped all this time. Mm. Takes him away from the family. He's now on the other side of the world. He looks emotionally drained to me. He looks pale and, and like he's been pulled backwards through a hedge to me. And that's editorializing (laughs) on my part. He looked, like he's really been through the emotional ringer. So then they they take go away to this remote location where he has no friends and family and it gets drilled into him. Everyone's against us. It's you and me against the world. This is all manipulative partner stuff. This is what they do. Serious question. Can't you see she's done all that? I don't think that she has. I think that... You know, I followed Harry for a while before he met her and I know that he's always been an unhappy child. I think he's had a dreadfully traumatic childhood. I think both he and and William have. I think um, that he has been treated very poorly by William and his father even before this point. I know that he loves his grandmother very much. Um, But... He has said in the past that he wasn't happy living the way that he was living and would spend great amounts of time out of the country trying to do things. Um, I don't know. I don't know Harry. I don't know how well he could be manipulated. Um, Well, he's not very – and I'm not trying to be funny. He's no rocket scientist. Thoughts aren't his forte. And I'm saying to like, every single marker of a controlling partner, she hits – it goes ding, da da ding, ding, ding. She's done every single one of those things, darling. But I, if she is one of those sorts of people, and I don't think that she is, this whole idea, I have personally known someone very much like the person you're describing, and they don't start at the ground level on anything. They walk in at the top where they can try to... Oh, yes try to take over things, and without fail, every organisation that's been involved with Megan says that they want to do something, they want to get her in as a as a figurehead, and she says, no, 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 let me start, and she works in at, at the ground level. When they offered her the cover of Vogue to pose on that, she said, no, 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 can I promote the work of other people? And she chose other people's work to promote. She didn't put herself on the front cover, she put, what was it, 15 other people on the cover 
a true narcissist would want, would pose in some amazing dress and put herself out in the front and talk about all these amazing things that she's going to do. She put all these other people and promoted their works and talked them up and about how amazing they were and gave them the platform that she'd been offered, you know, with you know no strings attached. The narcissists I have known would not have ever done that. Not even, They could not have allowed themselves to do it. They would have been, you know, oh, I've got this amazing dress made by this woman but then posed on the front cover and done it. So I, I find it difficult to believe. No, that I, yeah, I mean, what you're saying makes sense, but I've just put so much together that I sort of go, that's just a smart move. That's, mm. that's just a move to have that perception. But I want to pile on but, now because I've put enough together mm. with their situation that she came in thinking that she would ha- actually have it her way and when that didn't work... Mm. She did all that stuff I said, isolating him away, getting in his... You could convince Harry of anything, let's face it. She, you could Jedi mind trick him into anything. He's not very bright. So I definitely believe that because if, imagine if that is the case. Now with the family, of course they don't like her. Of course they love Harry. They know he's not very smart. Now she's got into his head and alienated all of them. Of course they don't fucking like her. Of course they don't trust her. If you assume that's the case, every single thing they've done makes sense. But then do we have the same argument for Fergie? Do we have the same argument for Diana? Like, at at what point do we sort of say, well, all these women are trouble and, you know... Totally different. Diana was the victim. She didn't take Charles away. Yeah, but you're you're assuming that she wasn't some master manipulator and that you're saying that Megan is and Megan's not the victim. I mean... I mean, I'm not, I mean, I can't, it's not a what, I can't what about her against a different person in a very complex, different situation. Yeah, but what I'm saying is women who marry into this are always victimized. They are always victimized. They're always broken. Like if you stand up for yourself, if you try to push your own agenda, if you try to say, hey, and I, I absolutely believe that, you know, Harry might have been gormless enough to say we can, you know, get this Heads Together charity going and we can do all these things. And Megan came in thinking that, her talents were going to be appreciated. She could actually get in and do these things. And then they went, oh, no, 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 no. We don't actually want you to do or change anything. We want you just to be broken down until you are subservient and compliant with the rest of them. That's true. She's the only one that's ended this way. Mm. She took her bat and ball and Harry and went home. Mm. She's not obligated, and I I know that we keep coming back to this idea of service. I genuinely think she misjudged everything with regards to that. And people who say, well, she's got an international degree. I went through that course profile, all the the things that she would have studied at Northwestern University. They do not go into any discussion about the royal family in that course. Now, I will grant you, that was 20 years ago. But this idea that doing a... A master's or whatever she did in international political studies or whatever she did would give her any understanding of the way that the British royal family worked in particular is just ridiculous. I also think that the idea that she posed outside of Buckingham Palace means she knows everything about the system over there is a load Ludicrous. of horseshit. She was no, like no, 10 no. years old. I got a photograph of me outside the old Parliament House when I was about 12. I can assure you I still have no understanding about 
the way that the um, no, no, political no. Look, system... No, no, I think it's twofold. She didn't know what she was getting into. Mm. She had it explained to her by a moron, namely Prince Harry, mm. who didn't prepare her properly in any way whatsoever. I'm willing to concede that. And if she's the manipulator that I'm saying that she is... She accepted things that she didn't really accept, but thought, look, I'll get in there and I'll handle everybody. Mm. I'll be having my own team for this and I'll be doing my own Twitter. And I'm going to go, yeah, 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 and play along now. And then once I get the ring on the finger, I'm going to start handling everybody because that's what I do. I handle everybody. And examples that she's handled people prior to meeting Harry? It's, It's the manipulation of Harry, but it's also what set off warning bells was that because I know this controlling partner guy, the sending letters to everyone in the family, mm. he did that. And I went, oh, that is part of the type because what that is is you want to micromanage every individual person's perception of you so that you're the centre of this web and you you want to always assure yourself that the thing is working. And one of the things that the... But she's always been a letter writer. That's like, and I think... Yeah, look, she's always been a manipulator. No, I think it is part of the fact that... Um, she was trained in calligraphy, and I get that if you have beautiful handwriting skills, you do want to show that off. And look, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Megan's perfect. Um, I do think that she is in the business of self-promotion, and she has been, and that's Americans um, have been brought, that's been ingrained to them in the day from day one. Like you get ahead because it's a meritocracy, not... Um, a hierarchical system that has been in place forever and will be observed forever. You are given an idea that there's this meritocracy where the harder you work, the more likely you are to succeed and that presentation is everything. I think absolutely she would have written letters to people because she would want to show off her handwriting and you can read into that what you would, but it is an old-fashioned skill and when you are in an old-fashioned institution. I could absolutely imagine that she thought this would be something nice to introduce myself to the family. I I think that's the thing about letter writing too, where you really want to carefully think out and craft what you're going to say to someone. Mm. Oh, look, but everybody does that with letters, and I don't think that's unusual. Like, I don't think you'd put in writing something that, you know, you wouldn't just quickly jam something off. I mean... You know, I went to uh, finishing school and was taught that you would write thank you letters to everybody and that you would, you know, write letters of introduction and that you had to have that skill down. I don't have great handwriting. It's better than when I started. But that is definitely something that I was brought up. You know, you go to a job interview, you write a nice letter afterwards and you say thank you very much for taking the time to see me. So... Yes, I'm afraid you're out of time. So uh, (laughs) we we have to move on to the news. So in conclusion, Your Honour... I was very worried about this episode. Mm. I felt sick about it. And I don't now know what the fuck I just said <laughs> and whether I threaded that needle. Number one, I'm being honest about her. Mm. Number two, I'm, I am getting upset. I believe women. Mm. I don't want to be told that I don't believe women because I don't believe Megan. Mm. That's like saying you hate all men because you hate Jack the Ripper. And I'm not saying she's Jack the Ripper. Well, I just did. The but Sunday that Sun was a already did that. Terrible analogy. No, Fuck the, it. The Sunday Sun already did that. God damn it! I was doing so well. What I'm trying <laughs> to say is, she's conflating herself with all people with suicidal thoughts, so you can't criticize her. Mm. She got onto Piers Morgan, which we'll talk about next. But the point to me was, and I hate Piers, and yes, he's a colossal dick. 
He wasn't saying, I don't believe people who have suicidal thoughts. Mm. He was saying, I don't believe Megan. Mm. If you have suicidal thoughts, and I know that it is very hard, you are dealing with some bad data. You're on the wrong track, baby, and you need to sort, you need someone to talk you down. And if you approach someone and they don't believe you, as I said before, you've approached the wrong person and you are worth more than one attempt to address the situation. And if the first person you talk to doesn't help you, that's not a sign. That's just what happens. You have to shop around when you're seeking help. So I'm not making a generalization about people with suicidal thoughts, everyone who's black, everyone's a woman. All I'm talking about is about Megan specifically. And the people who get outraged at that should be outraged at her. Because when you see her as someone who's cynically invoking those things, that's absolutely disgusting. And that's what I believe she is doing. Your response, Counselor. <laughs> um, I don't believe that she's doing that. I believe that she totally misjudged. Um, I think she, well, I will say that I think she overestimated her own abilities um, getting married into the royal family. I think she thought that she would have a lot more freedom than she did have. Well, clearly she did. Um, I believe, you know, she the things are that she, as she says, how she recalls them. I don't have any difficulty believing that. I think that she would have to be an exceptional um, sociopath to have convinced as many people in her life as she has. I just think... I'm nodding. Um, that she has, if, if somebody is a sociopath and yet they go to every extreme to make sure that you are happy and that you are comfortable, as she, all of her friends have said, you know, when she they came over for the wedding, that there were gift packs and she'd done them up mixed tapes and she rang them the day she, before the wedding to ask how they were settling in and had left notes for them that, she has meticulously managed everything. I can believe that she's got OCD and that she has to have everything in control and I can believe that she's a control freak. And the people who deal least well with pregnancy are control freaks. And I can tell you, because I am one of them, that when everything spins out of control, you know, it's it's not the best time in your life. But I don't think that... She is a narcissist or a sociopath in anything. I think that she has certainly been around enough of them with her father and her sister um, to understand how these people operate. And I would not at all be surprised that some of those habits have impacted themselves on her, like always having to look extremely well made up. That is, you know, absolutely a narcissistic thing about appearances and looking good. But you don't then sort of get up and talk about things going badly in your life because you want to have this appearance that everything's going well and, and everything's oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, but I am always going to be on the side of women who come out and say, hey, I was feeling suicidal in pregnancy. I'm just going to go, okay, because I'd rather have, you know, a 100 narcissists tell me that and me fall for that than to run the risk of denying or standing up and saying to someone, you know, on a public forum, I don't believe Megan, and have one of my friends go, well, I can't talk to Kate because she just naturally assumes that people, that women lie when they're, when they're pregnant about I, feeling I, suicidal. I, that's, that's the thing that I thought the most about, whether 
So Are we going to tell the truth in the podcast or should I just, for the good of everyone, just let it go? I think everybody has got an opinion on this. I think you have to be very careful what you express. I certainly know that um, whenever these big things crop up and people say things, I look at someone and I go, that changes about me, you know, um, when people are talking about uh, the rape allegations that are going on in Canberra and you've got people saying, oh, this couldn't have possibly happened, she shouldn't have been there at work after work having a drink with all those men. Like, when, when people say that sort of horseshit, I just think, okay, I now know that if I ever had a girl child they'll never spend any time with you because you think women should stay in the kitchen so i think you have to be very careful in your public life about how you respond to these things and until proven otherwise and look the day that i am i will be you know disappointed about you know whatever the topic is if i'm wrong about it i'll be disappointed that i didn't see it but i will come out and go yep i was wrong about that so okay uh, will you do me a favor and watch the behavior panel video well, Give it a go, because two of them are body language people. The other two are interrogators, and mostly they actually focus on the actual words the person said and how they I carefully manipulate the situation. I want to see what their qualifications the are, because if people are making judgments about a situation as extreme as that, they have to have something more than, I went to the Tampa Bay Correspondent School for Interrogation. Oh, no, these guys are internationally known in the field. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. Well, I'll we let you interrogated, that. We interrogated people who said there were weapons of mass destruction and they just lied because the thing about interrogation techniques is you don't get any useful information after about two hours of torture. Weapons of mass destruction, another example where I knew they were lying that day, mm. said they were lying that day, and was basically pilloried and gaslit for years over that. I just, I'm so sorry. I hate to be this way, but I just keep being right all the time, darling. You're it's not, not my right. fault. You're paranoid. It honestly <laughs> keeps happening to me, and you're, I can't stop it. There's you're not no, right about everything. There's no off position to the genius switch. I'm sorry we're all out of time. We have to do the news. And honestly, we don't have, even have time for that. Can we not bring up suicide again? Because this has made me so fucking nervous, and I'm not even sure what yeah, I've done. Yeah, let's not bring it up again. Well, this has been fun. Hmm. By the way... You know the rules, right? What happens on the podcast stays on the podcast. You're not now allowed to be angry at me. <laughs> because I can't handle that, darling. I'm taking my American donut and going home. Uncle Joe's also fragile. Oh, fuck. I forgot the news. All right. We'll mention it one more time. All right. Are we going to do the thing? It's the news. Because we leave room for all voices. Harper's Bazaar by Omid Scobie. We love Omid. Duchess Meghan formally complained over Piers Morgan's comments on her mental health. Less than 24 hours after Piers Morgan announced he was leaving his anchor position on Good Morning Britain, it has emerged that Duchess Meghan sent a formal letter of complaint to bosses at the show's network. You know what? I just want to step in here and just go, Piers Morgan has done nothing but bully this woman for four fucking years. Agreed. Because she didn't return his phone calls after a drink. We don't know that that actually happened. So... He got shitty. He told her to go back to her country if she didn't like it. She went back to his con- her country. He got shitty about that. He whinged and complained and said she can't take the hit. This is just bullshit. Less than two minutes of him being called out on his attitude by a fellow panellist, he stormed off the, the stage. He was so fucking unprofessional. He couldn't even stick around for two minutes and he wasn't even being abused. He was just being called out on his negative behaviour and he stormed off. Yes. So he is in no position to moralise or lecture anybody about anything. He's just a big old baby. Agreed. 
Anyway, sorry. How dare you? Morgan told viewers on Monday show that he didn't believe a word of the mental health struggles Megan shared with Oprah Winfrey the previous night. Again, strictly speaking, nor do I. In a perfect world, Harry would be given five or ten minutes, not that he'd need it, slot that he could just, without repercussions or consequences, just smack Pierce Morgan. Oh, you want to punch him in the head? Punch him in the nose. By the way... The World Gossip Podcast believes that violence is never the answer, Catherine. <laughs> Except with Piers Morgan. How dare you? So you're saying all men should be bashed? Yes. <laughs> well, that's a bad example. Uh, <laughs> the letter, which was sent to the British networks, uh, blah, 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 did not raise any complaints about Morgan's continued on-air attacks of the Duchess, but focused only on one area of concern. How the host's words may negatively impact people struggling with mental health or have an effect on someone's decision to seek help. Exactly. That's the the issue that I've got with all of this. You can believe or not believe, but keep your fucking opinions off social media if they are to a point where you've got friends or family looking at you going, I can never go to him for help. I mean, sure, get on Facebook and say, if you've got mental health struggles, don't come to me, I'm not interested. At least be honest. But I am interested. Yes, but I'm saying people who get on there and say But that. I'm saying, I don't believe Megan. Well, how would I know that you wouldn't say to me, I don't believe you? There are people who said to me, I can't believe that you had depression because you've got everything that everybody wants. You've got a house, you've got a gorgeous husband, you've got a gorgeous child, you've got the job that everybody hopes for. You couldn't possibly have had mental illness. Let me ask you questions. Would I not believe you? You might. You think I might not no, believe you? I know you would, but I, I That I meant... might not believe someone... No, I'm being serious. I'm just using me as an example. Oh, okay. You're not you saying would approach... you generically. You're meaning you personally. No, I'm meaning me, me, and I'm getting insulted. Okay. You know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do don't know believe you. Megan. I believe women. Can't you, can't you see that that's a thing? She's invoking that. So that's why she's done this. She knows that. How do I know, though? Like, if, if, if somebody said, I don't believe her because what she got to suffer about, and that's what a lot of people have oh, said. Oh, no, absolutely not. And I would believe anyone. It's because of, look, I've laid out a hundred yeah. examples of how I think it's fairly obvious that she's a liar and a manipulator. It's because I've put that all together. If yeah. someone put on that extended of a show, I wouldn't believe them either. If they were a man, woman, a slightly orange hermaphrodite. We can't Can you say hermaphrodite? Oh, no, fuck it. What non, have I done now? Non-binary or intersex, please. Well, that's, those are two different things. I'm non-binary. Yes, I'm saying, but if you're using the H word, you could be one of those people who's right, describing... Right, damn it. <laughs> this has been a tough day. How is... And this is a serious question. Maybe we shouldn't put this out. Am I really harming someone? Is someone not... Because I'm saying to everyone... I believe everyone except her and the Attorney General. That's the short list of who I currently don't believe. <laughs> now, look, I think that we have to... I mean, it's not like we were a racist um, Dr. Zeus book um, or all the other things that have been cancelled <laughs> at the moment. Um, I think we should be able to ask questions, but I do think that we will need to put some contact numbers on the page because... Uh, Everybody Google help in your local area if you need help in your local area. And you know how to seek help. And please do that and talk to somebody. Talk to anybody. Mm. Because if you're going to hurt yourself, it's a permanent solution to something that might seem like a permanent problem now. Mm. Uh, 
Mm. I'm sure there are people who are very happy that hurting themselves didn't work mm. and are very thankful to have their lives now, mm. is I guess what I'll say. Yep. For example, the mental health charity Mind put out a statement, and I'm just going to let them say it. And also, by the way, nobody's making major life decisions based on me. I have no fucking clue what I'm saying. I have no idea what I just said. So I'm very sorry. Anyway, Mind said, We were disappointed and concerned to see Piers Morgan's comments on not believing Megan's experience about suicidal thoughts today. It is vital that when people reach out for support or share their experiences of ill mental health, that they are treated with dignity, respect, and empathy. We are in conversations with ITV about this at the moment. If you or anyone you know is feeling impacted by discussions that have taken place today, please reach out for support using the signposts that are, they say in the thread below on their Twitter, that's mine that we're talking about, but as I say, you, you finding help's not the problem, it's seeking it. So yeah, and I please think, do that. I think, um, yeah, reaching out for help, finding the help, and then doing the hard work that comes with that. It's it's all very confronting and it is sometimes a lifelong challenge. There are people who are better informed on this issue than us to talk about, but there are all sorts of uh, resources out there. So I think uh, there's a term, isn't there, on Google that you just put resources, mental health, and then, yes. and then they will search in your local area. Yeah, absolutely. So. And even if you start by talking to a friend or anyone you feel comfortable with talking Understanding they're not going to have all the answers, no. and I know this is going to sound really lame, but if you share it with someone, it makes it a thing in a good way mm. because it's a thing that you need to deal with, like any health issue. Your mental health, and I like people who say mental hygiene, because it is just a thing that you need to maintain, and when it's going wrong, don't listen to that, mm. if that makes any sense at all. Okay, can we stop now? Absolutely. Have we got some good news to talk about? Um, or at least somebody we can make fun of. No, not good news for you. The Sun. <laughs> Leaks it. Palace fury at breach of trust as so-called private Meghan Markle gets TV pal to reveal unproductive talk between the royals. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting she did this, and I'm not even being funny. So you're saying that they sh- the William and Kate should continue to use Jason Nauf to do all the leaks. No, they should also stop doing that. I always like when example of another disgusting thing somehow negates yeah, someone doing a disgusting thing. but what I'm saying thing. is that they have, they're not part of the royal family, as you keep telling me, so they can do whatever the fuck they want now uh, if they no, want to well, address uh, stuff. Well, you can't have it both ways if they're still part of the family. And my point is here, this, mm. here's what I think happened. Mm. Number one, the Queen sent out a three-level whip to everybody, mm. to everyone in the family, Everyone in the palace, all concerned, which I will paraphrase what it actually meant, which was everyone shut the fuck up. Yeah. Nobody leak anything. Don't try to help. Don't try to fix. Nobody fucking do anything. Yeah. There will be private in the family conversations. So, again, from my point of view, they're now ringing their son, brother, who they love and miss who's now with this controlling partner on the other side of the planet, and of course they say, we just want to talk to you alone. Mm. I Because they don't want her butting in and trying to hijack and manoeuvre the conversation. If they're the if she's the kind of manipulative person, even if I just think that's what they think, mm. then that's how they're going to handle it. The Queen's begged everyone to keep it private. 
As a controller, this sets Megan off because she can't control the narrative and she doesn't want Harry getting on the phone with his family all the time. She doesn't want someone else controlling her little puppet in a way that she has no control over. So how does she blow up that situation? Because after all of everyone begging everyone to keep it private, she immediately rings Gail King and tells her that the, the talks were unproductive. Talk she wasn't even in on. To blow up the situation. Now that she successfully isolated him from his family, he doesn't want them developing a relationship with him and having a way out back to them, as they've constantly offered him. I don't think they have offered him a way back. I think Without her. Yeah, they don't want Because her. she's a controlling sh- harpy. Well... In their minds. She's still the uh, son of... Uh, the mother of a child who's in line for the succession of the throne. And, you know, he's a grown man. He can make his own decisions. He was suicidally depressed before he met her at some point. He has said that. As a result, mm-hmm. he has PTSD as a result. Um, so... I believe that. You can tell it by looking at him. He looks haunted. The fact that he didn't get the help that he needed from the family, they didn't get him counselling, they handled the whole situation with Diana terribly. I can't imagine that you could walk into that relationship and go, holy fuck, these people never looked after him and they're still not looking after him and they're still leaking themselves, which they have been doing all week as well. If the Queen called them to do that, they certainly haven't because Jason Nauf has been running off at the mouth to his good friends around the place. Um, sorry, the lights are flashing here. <laughs> sure, but leaving leaving out the justification, other people are also doing awful things. Well, you've got to, no, you've got to cover like if if a story's coming out that's coming one way and you don't have a right to respond to it, how's that fair? The Queen asked everybody who they say they respect not to make these things public. How do we know that to... she said that? Well, it's in writing. But how do we know that she said that to all the all the people? Because it's been confirmed by both sides. And she said it in the statement that it would be handled privately by the family. Mm. So she said that in, and then in they so probably, many words written they in a public went out statement. And said, oh, we've gone and engaged a law firm to look into the allegations that Megan's a bully. So with them attempting to contact Harry, mm. and of course people are going to be angry, and attempting to smooth over and build a new relationship with his family... Who does it serve for her to blow that up and make the situation worse? And the answer is what serves everything she does, which is her. Well, she maybe the talks were unproductive. Maybe you know. Is it helpful for her to? I well, mean, I don't know that she did speak to them. Gail King said that she spoke to a spokesperson, and that could have been Harry. That could have been Megan. Gail's exact know. words were that she spoke to the couple. Mm. So after the meeting, Megan's got. Gail King on speed dial mm. and gave her permission to then say that she was basically saying to Gail, say this on Good Morning America tomorrow. Gail didn't blow up her friendship with Megan, go rogue and reveal a secret about Megan. Mm. This was Megan's doing. She wanted the story the next day to be that the talks weren't fruitful because she doesn't want him to be fruitful. She doesn't want him to have a relationship with his family because that's how logic works. We don't know what the conversation was. If they rang up and said, you can come back without her, and he said, I'm not going to do that, and she just said they were unproductive, that's not blowing things up. That's giving out to say, you know, when the royal family goes back home and goes, oh, well, we tried, we made them an offer and they refused it without revealing it, but we won't reveal the contents because that's private. And him saying simply that it was unproductive, we don't know what the offer was made. 
And she, if they're asked about that, to say it's unproductive rather than say, well, they were only going to do this or do that or they weren't offering us anything. I mean, it's not great that anybody's leaking on this, but if they're coming out and going, oh, well, we're trying to sort the situation out with Megan, but she's, you know, they're not being helpful, we don't know what they're offering. If they came back and said, well, we offered them their role back here as senior royals and they've said they don't want to do it, then we go, well... That's not great because that's what they want. They wanted to be able to be working royals. They want their son and they want their son and brother back. Well, I don't think they do. I don't think uh, William's got any interest. He didn't go and see the baby for eight days. Yeah, yeah, he's angry as fuck. He yeah. was angry as fuck at them, but that wears off. I don't you're, think it has. You're hurt for a lot longer than you're angry. If you're most he's people, he's still angry. Daily Mail. Hmm. Bring it on, Megan. Trump says he might run again in 2024 if Duchess runs for president. Oh God. Meghan Markle has approached the Democratic Party operatives to discuss a run for the presidency. Oh, yes. And she would tell the Daily Sun, who they've expressly said they're not working with. This this was not from a disreputable uh, organisation. I'll have you know this discussion happened on Fox News okay. with Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Okay. The man who said he had a um, COVID-19 vaccine. Trump says, question. well, I hope it happens, because if that happened, I think... I'd have an even stronger feeling towards running a game. The Express. Duchess Kate visits Sarah Everhard vigil after remembering what it was like to walk in London. This is horrible. There was a vigil at Clapham Common on Saturday to pay tribute to murder victim Sarah Everhard, who was killed after going missing in South London last week. The Duchess was filmed by the public walking along the commons where she laid flowers at one of the tribute sites. She was murdered by a police officer. Look, the story's too horrible. I don't want to get into it, but I do have a slight point here. The Duchess was filmed by people who were there. I think if you see a member of the royal family in public and you take a photo of them, of course you're going to do that. That's not, to me, what being a paparazzi is. To me, the the paparazzi is... You've been following me for three days. I get up to go to the loo at three o'clock in the morning. You're parked outside my house. Mm. You're literally in the bushes. That is on some levels various different crimes and should be a specific crime and they should just not be able to do it. That isn't the same as photographing the Duchess in public. Mm. Did she hope to sneak in there and out of there without causing a whole hullabaloo? Obviously, because it's a fluxing situation security-wise. But my point is, that one of the footage of her at a vigil, women's vigil, this guy obviously spots her and starts videoing her on his phone, mm. starts following alongside her, videoing her. She doesn't realise that anyone's filming oh, her. God. And then he runs right up in front of her face so abruptly that, you know how ladies put their hand up to yep. their clutch the pearls yeah. they're not wearing? That's what he did to her. Oh, God, I didn't see that. And... The thing is, of course you don't do that to a random person, and of course you don't do that to her. This guy wasn't... This guy was being a creep, but I think he was just starstruck by her and did that because it was her. Mm. I don't think... Do you know what I mean? He he wasn't in his mind accosting a woman in the street and scaring the shit out of her, but that's 100% what he was doing. And they don't get... And I think that's more of a... It's a woman thing, obviously, mm. 
but it's more of a celebrity thing. He wouldn't have done that to a complete stranger, oh. this particular guy, because he was then like, oh, I didn't, it wasn't, I'm they, sorry. But they but do. But that's not. That, and that's the problem. That's one of the attitudes yeah. that has to be addressed, this idea that women are public property if yes. they're out in public. Yes. Um, I'm more concerned but with the fact that she wasn't wearing a face mask, but as I discussed with you, because she was there in plain clothes and I, she absolutely would have had a security with her, they would have to be able to identify her. I was thinking of you when I saw that because literally everyone else was wearing a face mask. Yep. She wears them wherever appropriate, so it's not like she doesn't believe in yep. them or refuses yep. to wear and them. I, I think that she didn't have her mask on because, as we've discussed on previous occasions, that um, Harry wasn't wearing a volunteer shirt at a thing because his security detail needed to be able to keep eyes on him at all time. And I think it was the same with Kate. If you are, she was dressed in quite, not mousy clothes, but she was covered up and her hair wasn't swept out. She was just, I think she was genuinely there on her own. Um, Oh, yeah, she was 100% hoping to not be noticed. Yeah, and um, I think the security just said to her, look, you don't have um, William with you. You're not in this frock. We need you to be able to be visible and we need to hear you if you call out. If somebody... And they had to have been too far away because, I mean, maybe you seem closer when you're filming someone on a phone, yeah. but the way she reacted, I'm like, someone should have coat-hanged that guy 10 yeah. feet out. Yeah. I did see who her security person were. Um, there were two she had with her and I did see who they were. Um, but they must, they must have just taken a step back at one point. Um, and I guess the other thing is, too, you don't get involved until you've really made a situation as something that's problematic. And there is a new thing that they're now following her during the day. Mm. Because since Megan's no one's allowed to drive a car or have a license thing, mm. there's become a market in photos of the Duchess driving her car around. Yep. Because in reality, she actually has always drive the kids to school every day mm. and has always had some sort of understanding to not make a spectacle of that. But since the Oprah special... There's now a market for pictures of her dropping the kids off, so yeah. now they have started following her around. So that's a ratcheting up of that mm. situation, which I don't like. Well, this has been a very fun episode. There's nothing. There's no fun tidbits in this story of suicide and rape and murder and. And finally, <laughs> hello, magazine. Happy news for the queen, as she welcomes. Brand new corgis for the royal I household. <clears throat> what are their names? I sugar tits. <laughs> yeah, I think they're called cock and balls. <laughs> we don't have names for the new corgis. I think I do, because when um, I think Vulcan died and Candy's still alive, and I'm like, oh, she's down candy, to one dog. Candy, candy. Because I was like, oh, no, it's not this thing of I'll be dead soon. I might as well not get another dog. I'm like, that's quite a bummer. So I'm glad to hear that that's not the case. So they have joined her remaining pooch, Candy. Candy. Who, as we know, is a doggy. That's right. Being a cross between a Pembroke Welsh Corgi and a Dachshund. The Queen, a renowned dog lover, is no doubt thrilled that the sweet puppies joined her at Windsor Castle. Uh, obviously, we know in December 2020, she suffered the loss of the, her other doggy, Vulcan. And uh, in 2018, Whisper, the third doggy, uh, passed away. So Candy was left on her own, which, 
you know, we can't minimise, as we know in our own mm. lives. That's uh, it is a really serious thing. You go, oh, so your dog died, but when it happens to you, it's yeah. It's and bad. I mean, you know, with with, with my two, when um, when one of them dies, the other one will be celebrating enormously because they hate each other. Yes, well, I won't be celebrating. I'll be going into hiding when that happens. <laughs> uh, no, we don't know what the dogs are named yet, although it's going to take a lot to top Vulcan. Because mm. if you're a half Corgi, half Dachshund, what's a more fitting yeah. name for you than the Roman god of fire? Uh, I was thinking about the fact that um, Spock, of course, being a Vulcan, was half um, Vulcan and half um, Earth, um, you know, Earthling. Human. I always thought it was weird because Vulcan, the god, is the god of fire and volcanoes and passion. So well, that that's what the they used thing. to be. If you knew your... Um, oh, so my God. They were out of control and their emotions ran high and they had they were living on a planet with high temperatures. So the whole thing is about the evolution of Vulcans sort of gaining their control over their emotions. And then they make a pact with the Romulans and they the planet becomes Navarre. So... Oh, I have a fun fact for you. You're a fucking nerd. <laughs> Say goodbye, Katie. Goodbye, Katie. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Please rate and review us on iTunes. And to subscribe to the podcast, or join our Patreon and hear those shows, or to follow us on social media, all the links are on royalgossippodcast.com. See you next time. I'm just going to delete this. No, you don't. You spoke from the heart, and that's important. That's what you've got to do. You just, you can't, you can't self-edit, because if you start second-guessing everything that you put out there, you're not going to be genuine. I have to be truthful. You have, have to be to, truthful. I have to speak my truth, darling. <laughs>